the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. I am your host, Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr. Welcome once again to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. We're continuing with our teachings today in the book of Acts. We're going to finish up the 25th chapter. Hopefully we can uh, complete the 26th chapter. Yeah, Acts, the 25th chapter, we're going to be picking up at verse 13. Paul's getting ready to go to Caesar, but verse 13 is what I'm looking at. A few days later in Acts, the 25th chapter, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Okay? Festus the governor consults the king. Okay? Since they were spending many days there, Festus, the governor, discussed Paul's case with the king. You know, it's the king and the governor. They're kicking it. They're kicking it. And the conversation, you know, is going something like this. Festus, there's this man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. Felix left the dude, man, okay, as a prisoner. And when I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told him that it is not the Roman custom to hand over anyone before they have face their accusers and have had an opportunity to defend themselves against the charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. Verse 18, when his accusers got up to speak, check this out, uh, 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 King, they did not charge him with any other crimes I had expected. Verse 19, instead they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion, about a dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed was alive. He's giving them the spill, you know. It's, it's kind of confusing because they find no fault in it, but yet they're accusing him. And he said, the only thing I can see that the accusation is is that he's talking about a, a dead man uh, uh, who who's supposed to be alive. You know, the dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed is alive. He's continuing on. And he says, uh, I was at a loss how to investigate such matters, O king. So I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial on these charges. Felix is talking... Uh, 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 Festus is talking about a, 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 a Paul here, okay? He said, I asked him, would he go to Jerusalem and, 
you know, and be willing to stand trial on the charges against him. But when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. He, nah, Paul said, I'm going to Caesar. So he said, I'm, I'm holding him over, okay? Then Agrippa said to Festus, verse 22, I would like to hear this man myself. And Festus said, okay, tomorrow you will hear. You will hear him. Verse 23. Verse 23, okay. Remember, even, even, even them, even they, even, even Festus has a mindset that a man is presumed innocent until proven guilty way back then, okay? So King says, I'll hear the matter, I'll hear the matter tomorrow. Okay, verse 23. The next day, King Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking military officers and the prominent men of the city. The king and Bernice's wife, great pomp, meaning she was she was decked down, dressed down to the nines in a royal purple with a gold gold attire and and, and, and the queen's hat and oh they they were they were dressed to the nines. She was king. He was dressed. They were dressed up and they entered the room with the high-ranking military officers and the prominent men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Here he comes. Festus said, verse 24, chapter 25. King Agrippa, and all who are present with us, you see this man, Paul, you see him? The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I have found he had done nothing deserving of death. Huh? He said, I, I found he had done nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, which is Caesar, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. I, I don't know what to say about him. I find no fault in him. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this in investigation, I may have something to write. I'm bringing him before you because I can't find nothing. Maybe you can for I think it is unreasonable to send a prisoner on to Rome without specifying the charges against him. Okay? I think it's totally unreasonable. We're going to go, we're gonna go to uh, chapter 26. Okay? I still got a little time. You're going to see it on your screen, but I'm taking you there. Acts, the 26th chapter. Here we go. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews and especially 
So because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. You know the Jewish customs and controversies. You know the law. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. As he continues, I'm in Acts 26, verse number four. And he said, the Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They know me. They've been knowing me since I was a child. They've been knowing me since I was a a, 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 a a, a, a follower, a persecutor of the followers of the way. He continues. In verse 5, chapter 26, they have known me for a long time and can testify if they are willing that I conform to the strictest set of our religion living as a Pharisee. I was a conformance to the law of God living as a Pharisee. And now, he says, it is because of my hope and what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. If you look in the book, in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, the 17th and the 18th verse, Abraham blessed all the nations. All the nations shall be blessed. Because of Abraham willing to sacrifice his son, Isaac. If you look up on the seashore, you shall be, uh, you cannot count the numbers of, uh, of sand. For all the people will be blessed. And Paul said, I'm speaking of what God prophesied to Abraham. That through him, his seed, all nations shall be blessed. And I, he, he going to get to it. He going to get to it. Let me, I don't want to jump ahead. Okay. Now. He says, and now it is because of my hope and what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. Chapter 26, verse 7. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, it is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God should raise the dead. He's God. Why is that incredible? Verse 9, chapter 26 of Acts. I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus. Okay. I'm going to put this up here, but remember it's chapter 26. Yes, it's right there. Good, good. I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was uh, possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I was, I was, I, I ran with them. I opposed Jesus too. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. I voted that they'd be put to death. Many a time I went from synagogue to another to have them punished. I went from church to church to punish them. And I tried to force them to blaspheme. I tried to force them to say there is no God, there is no Jesus. I was so obsessed, this is Paul, with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. Me, I hunted them down. 
I was possessed with taking those followers of the way, putting them in prison and seeing them being put to death. I haven't seen them stone Stephen to death and they put his coats in front of me. And I watched him stone him to death. But check out what happened. Verse 12. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority of the commission of the chief priest. I had the authority. I had the letters in my hand. At about noon, King Grippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun. Blazing blazing around me and my companions, we all fell to the ground. And I heard a voice saying to me in Hebrew, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Is it hard for you to kick against the goats? Is it hard for you to kick against me? Then I asked, who are you, Lord? Look at Paul. He knew it was God speaking. He didn't know, but he knew. And the voice says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins, a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me, separated, sanctified by faith in me. Let me say to you, you are a, if you're a Christian by the blood of the Lamb, you are a, First Peter 2 and 9 say, for we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. There's something peculiar about you. As a Christian, I want something something different about them. I used to look at them and say, something different about the Christian as they walk, as they talk, their lifestyle. A peculiar people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that should show forth the praises of God. Show forth the praises of God, you who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Show forth the praises of God. Huh? This is Paul saying, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes from the darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by me. Verse 19. So then King Agrippa, chapter 26, verse 19. So then King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and all Judea and to the Gentiles. This is what I did. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. You should demonstrate your life as a Christian by your work, by your walk, by your talk, by your deeds, by your living. Something different about you. You don't act like other people. You don't talk like other people. You don't habitually curse. You might slip. 
And that's every now and then, but you don't do that. I don't do, I don't do what the world, people of the world do. I'm changed. The angels in heaven have signed my name. I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet and they did too. I'm changed. He has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he said, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their living. Verse 21. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. Verse 22. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. Huh? I'm going to testify anyway. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer as the first to rise from the dead would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. Isaiah prophesied he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement upon upon our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Huh? Jesus. He came into his own and his own received him not. Isaiah prophesies about the coming of the Messiah. That's what Paul is speaking of. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Huh? And to him his reign shall rule forever and ever. Paul just testifying about Jesus, how he read in Isaiah and how the prophecy has been fulfilled on Calvary. When they crucified my Savior, put nails in his hands, nails in his feet, pierced him in his side, and the blood came streaming down, put a crown of thorns on his head, died on the old rugged cross, laid in a bar tomb, Stayed there Friday, stayed there Saturday, but early Sunday morning, got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. That's what he's testifying to. And he said, verse 23, that the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. Paul is testifying, this is what God has called me to do. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind. Huh? It's the governor. He shouted. Your great learning is your great learning is driving you insane that you are talking about somebody rising from the dead. Paul's response. Acts 26-25. I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. The king is familiar with these things, and I can speak freely to him. I'm talking to the king now. I know know you're the governor, but now I'm talking to the king. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in the corner. 27, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Paul says to him, I know you do. 28, then King Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to become a Christian? 
Great. Do you think in such a short time you can persuade someone looking at TV right now to become a Christian? I hope so. Not only them, a whole lot of them. Listen to Paul's response. Paul replied, short time alone. It don't matter. Short time alone. I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. He's bounded by chains in prison. Become a Christian. I pray for all those who are listening to me today. May become what I am. Who is that? A Christian? A follower of the way? Does that mean I ain't going to mess up? No. Christians mess up. That's life. Things happen. But we try to stay focused. We don't live to mess up. Okay? We don't live to mess up. If it happens, it's a mishap and we get back. And we slip, we fall down, but we get up. For a, for a saint is a sinner who, 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 who fell down. But get back up. Don't let Satan keep you down because you fall down because you committed sin. Saturday night, you now you don't want to go to church. Some people, oh, I committed sin. I ain't taking communion. So what? He said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. He ain't said nothing about you, what happened to you on Saturday night. Whatever you did, you did it. Pray that for forgiveness. Go and serve the Lord. I ain't going to church, man. You know, woo we. I really messed up. I've been hitting the pipe. I've been sinning. I've been fornicating. I've been having sex with the same sex and group sex. No, no, I feel real bad. Guilt. Get rid of that guilt. That's a trick of the devil. I want you to feel so bad that you don't want to give yourself to the Lord. Say, forgive me, Lord. Dust yourself off. Pick yourself up and get back in the race. Each time I find myself falling down, I just pick myself up and get back in the race. Because that's life. Stuff happens. Pray about it. Keep it moving. Huh? That's what we do. That's what we do. Short time alone, I pray to God, Acts 26 and 29, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. What chain? What chains on you? Huh? What kind of chains you got on you? Break the chains. Break the chains. I don't know what your chains may be. You know. Chains that bind me. He can break them. Give it to Jesus. Name your chain. What is your chain? You know it. Break that chain. I'm breaking the chain. I'm living for Christ. Then the king rose. And with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. And they left the room. They begin, they begin saying one to another, this man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Huh? He's just testifying. He's preaching Jesus Christ. And that through him you can be saved. And that he rose from the dead. Verse 32. Then King Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free if he had not appealed 
to Caesar. We could have let him go if he had not appealed to Caesar. But that's what he wanted to do. God told him, you're going to Rome. You're going to preach to the Gentiles and to the dying world, the Jews and the Gentiles. So he's going to Rome. We're going to pick up on our teaching again next week. I, I, I hope to close this out in Acts 27 <coughs> and 28. And then we're going to close out. We'll, we'll do something brand new. Okay. But we thank you for listening today. We pray that something has been said to make you a better equipped man and woman of God. We pray in the name of Jesus for you. That you have been blessed in this word. Tune in again next week to Victory Lane. We're going to be going to Acts 27 chapter. Okay. Hopefully we can get through next week. Uh, but two weeks after the latest, we'll be done with this and we'll move on to something else. I'm going to pray to the Lord and ask him, where will he have me to go in teaching and preaching his word? You see my book there at the online bookstore. It's one of six. Just go online and take a look. You'll enjoy it. I tell, I tell you this. <laughs> my books are page turners, okay? You like ice cream? You know, how you, eat, you, know, you know how you eat ice cream? And you get down to the last bit. And the ice cream's gone, then you want some more? That's how my books are. Seriously. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not jiving. That's, I know, I know, I know. You know why? Because people read, and they keep reading, and they keep reading, and they keep reading, and they keep reading, and then they get to the end and say, man, I hear this over. I want some more. So, that's so much for that. But we thank God for you. Tune in with us next week to Victory Lane. Once again, I am Reverend Lawrence Great Sr., God bless you. God keep you. Amen. Join us next week as Reverend Ray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospel1190.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.